Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. Apparently I've gone viral now once. It's my first ever viral tweet, so that's great. That means I don't need to give you my tag. Uh, Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206, and that's C-Kidd-206. They had a draft, Chris. Man. Did you watch? How many, yeah. how, many, how many days of the draft did you watch? All three? Spotty here and there. I was mainly on my phone because I was in the process of moving and everything. Oh, that's right. You, oh, you moved this weekend? Yeah. Oh, I picked okay. the perfect reason to move, didn't I? Yeah, no, yeah. That's... Basically, I'm checking Twitter. Making sure I got all the updates, retweeting all the draft picks, just trying to stay on top of it as best I can. Not like I'm a reporter or anything, but just making sure for the. Oh, yeah, stay on top of it. Just for the Seahawks man. Yeah, just for the Seahawks man to man intrigue. I got to be on top of it for the most part, especially since I'm working alongside with you in that regard. Yeah. Can't be coming out here like, did you watch the draft? Nah, man, I was moving. You know what? If you told me you was moving, didn't watch it. Nah, I I would have been like, cool, man. Nah, nah, nah. It's all good. Especially day three. Day three three is just. Yeah, day three is a lot. Talk about how you thought you were done, Mike. Yo, Schneider hit me with the 42 fake. I was hot. He said, or he didn't say anything, but yeah, they picked, um, who was their sixth round pick? They picked Travis, no, 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 it was DeMarcus Christmas. They picked DeMarcus Christmas, uh, 209th overall. I'm like, okay, cool, that's 10 picks, don't have any more picks. We're done here. <laughs> Let me start writing my thoughts on, this, on the class. I think I went to go get some food. I missed out. Uh, I, was, I was too slow. Yeah, come back. Oh, man. Hey, guys, it's, they're like, oh, the Seahawks are on the clock. I'm like, what? Huh? The clock? What ha- what, what clock? <laughs> For 2020? Like, what's going on here? Oh, what do you know? They traded back into the into the, into the the class or into the seventh round. I was hot. I was hot. I was there for so long yesterday. I got to the VMAC at 8.30. Left at 8 p.m. Yeah, man. Long day. Long day. Long Sounds day. like Enterprise. Uh Oh, no. Nothing's as bad as how you guys make working at Enterprise sound. <laughs> I will say this, though, before we get into the class itself. Kudos to John Snyder, man, and his staff. How in the world they get 11 picks? 11 picks. They started with five. I think I wrote that, too, in one of my mailbags before the draft, that they should turn five into 10. He turned five into 11. That is is hard, man. he He might be the wizard. That is impressive. Now, it's just not, it's not impressive to an extent if all the dudes suck. Right, if you got eleven crappy dudes, then you should have just had Frank. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense, Mike? <laughs> and gave him twenty mils. If you were just gonna pick a bunch of dudes who suck, but I don't think they picked a bunch of dudes who suck. I'm, I'm, I haven't written my story about the draft class yet, but I imagine by the time this show comes out, people will have it, my story will be out. I mean, I have some thoughts, but Chris, I want you to go first. I, I want you to go. We're not gonna go through each dude. Although, should we say the class? I mean, if people know if they're listening. I think it just just. New listeners, for example, that might tune into the show. All right, let me. Look. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna read it off up, off up here. So first round pick, I know that one on the top of my head. The 29th overall, L.J. Collier, defensive end out of TCU. Second round pick, 47th overall, safety. We're not gonna say which side because the Seahawks <laughs> can't decide. No lie, they were calling him sh- uh, free. I think strong. They were calling him free. I think the day they drafted him, and the next day was like calling him strong or vice versa. I can't remember, but it didn't match. But Marquise Blair out of Utah, uh, second round pick. 64th overall, DK Metcalf, a.k.a. Thanos, uh, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Third round pick, 88th overall, uh, Cody Barton, linebacker from Utah. Fourth round pick, 120 overall, wide receiver Gary Jennings out of West Virginia. Yep, Uh, 124th overall in the fourth round, OG Phil Haynes. I would love to be an offensive guard. That's pretty cool. It's just OG. OG Whatever your name is, I'm OG. (laughs) You know, that's, that's great. Out of Wake Forest. 
132 overall defensive back Ugo Amadi. He has a longer name that yeah, I did not I ever want to type. Nope. I, I mean, I want to learn how to pronounce it, you know, and just to be respectful of the man and call him by his name. But for now, we're going to go with Ugo. Uh, fifth round pick, 142 overall linebacker from Washington, Ben Burkhurvin. Uh, yeah, no comment on his school. Uh, sixth round pick, 204th <laughs> overall. Running back Travis Homer out of Miami. Sixth round pick, 209 overall. Defensive tackle Demarcus Christmas. Please no holiday puns. Uh, seventh round pick, wide receiver out of Hawaii, John Ursua. I think I'm saying that right. Yo, DeMarcus, before we get into it, too, I'm going to have you go first, though. DeMarcus Christmas is not here for the holiday jokes. Nope. Have you heard the audio? I haven't heard the audio, but I, when I read your story... Yo, someone <laughs> asked him like, "Hey man, do you get a lot of Christmas jokes?" And like, "Ha ah, yeah, yeah, dude." It's like one dude, somebody was like, "What do you do?" Which is, that was a good reporter who asked it, but that was a weird question. It's like, "Oh man, what do you do when people joke?" You laugh, duh. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, I laugh at it." And then someone else was like, uh, "Yeah, man, and your birthday is the fourth of July, so like you must get a double whammy." And he's just like, "Yeah, thanks." Awkward pause. <laughs> and we're just like, "All right." Done with questions for DeMarcus. So if you're going to have Christmas jokes, uh, please come correct. The homie Stacy over at 710, she has proposed that, uh, when this is not in effect yet, but we're going to have to have like a media people discussion, that anyone who makes a joke on Twitter, in an article, or on the radio, of the, if you're someone who covers a team, if you make a Christmas joke, you have to put a dollar in a, a, a jar that we keep in the media room, and at the end of the year, we're going to use it to buy, like, pizza or snacks or something like that for the media room. That was Stacy's idea. We might actually have to do that because you know the jokes are going to be there. Dang. You know the jokes. Are, no, Stacy's smart. That was really good. That is good. Shout out shout out, shout out, out to Stacy. She wants me to watch Game of Thrones, but I'm not sure I will. It's too she late, Mike. Another discussion. Your, your <sighs> mentions are in, flooded with yeses. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's bad. But it's, I don't want to go one by one because there's 11 cats here, but I want to do start with this. It's an exercise we had to do with the athletic. Hang on. We don't want to go one by one. Yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Do you want to? No? Oh, yeah, I want to. That's a lot. Yeah, so here we go. Now, we had to do this exercise at The Athletic for everyone who covers a team, and I think it's uh, it's cool to do it here. We had to do a best pick, most questionable pick, and a sleeper pick. Now, I love how we worded most questionable, because that just means which dude do you... Which pick do you think sucked? <laughs> that was That's just a nice way of putting that. Hey, man, what pick do you think sucked? What pick do you think was great? And what pick do you not know anything about? That's basically what it... It was, but I want you to go because I've already written mine. I'm going to tell mine, but I want you to go first because I think yours won't match mine, so that's fun. Who's your best pick from the Seahawks class? Best pick for this Seahawks draft class out of these 11 players. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go Gary Jennings. I think he he has a lot to show for, and he's coming out of West Virginia. I mean – I think this kid really has a talent to be something. Mm-hmm. Be I what? Mean, Make a prediction. Bold prediction. Oh, here. bold prediction? Yeah, I'm just going to put you on the spot here. You know, spice to show up a little bit. Of course. Uh, I got you ready because you know at the end of the show what I'm going to do. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for hot takes during the draft. I think Gary Jennings. Any relation to Greg Jennings? I was trying to find this. I'm guessing there's no relation. Well, the fun connection here is, you know, the basketball thing with Russell. Oh, yeah, that that's, was cool. That's I the one who read that about it in your story, yep. Yeah, I didn't go too much into detail about it because I need to first confirm for Russell that he even remembers any of that. Because there's, for real, man, like, remember, I just did the story on Russell playing baseball in yeah. the Tri-Cities, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, I was there for like a month, dude. And now, you know, I, I want to see if he remembers, hey, man, do you remember coaching this youth basketball team like f- 10 years ago or something like that? And see what he said. Actually, it's longer ago. That was yeah. probably like 15 years ago. 
see what yep. he remembers. Uh, so until then, I'm not going to write too much about that. But all right, best pick, Gary Actually, Jennings. Actually, <sighs> I mean, you already did it. No, I'm. I mean, I kind of want to go DK. Come on, man. Pick. You're on the clock here. You're on the clock. Yeah, now I'm on the clock. I'm yeah, going go, to switch my pick. I'm going to switch. All right. You have a I'm trade, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the Seahawk way. I'm going to go DK. Okay. I Why? Think, well, he already has a lot of the skills for a wide receiver. He's got the speed. He's got the height. He's definitely going to be a future starter in for the Seahawks, that is. I think the one thing that he can work on is something that coaches can definitely help you with, and that's catching the ball. Making Just catching. catching. Is, is that something that – you can teach you teach him the right way. I was reading that he catches with his pinkies. Huh? You're supposed to catch with your thumbs together. Wait, what? I know, right? You're supposed to catch with your thumbs. So when you when they throw when someone throws you the football, your hands are supposed to be in a diamond formation. Oh, okay, I do know. Track. Oh, oh, okay. For whatever reason, when you see DK, he catches. Oh, it's not. It's it's odd. It doesn't look right, and you'll see it in some of the and some of the tapes that I've watched when they show a drop. You see how he tries to catch the ball. That's not the proper way. And he drops it. Those are mechanical things that I believe the Seahawks or any team can fix. That's a weakness that can be fixed. Flexibility and agility, that'll come along. I mean, they'll probably lose weight, to be honest, unless they want him being the Hulk out there or Thanos. Maybe they do, man. And, and as long as they he's do. not slow. And then I just the main concern will be his injury passed. Other than that, I think he definitely has a shot. Okay. So okay. I'm going DK with best pick. Okay. DK with best pick. Now, here, I think we should spend some time on DK real quick. That's because I think it is fair to look at the whole picture here. Uh, I like to pick. I don't believe in trading up. But you know what? Do what you got to do. Seahawks traded up. They made like a 1,000 trades, by the way. <laughs> it's r- ridiculous how many <laughs> trades they made. I think only one of their 11 picks was taken with the original selection yeah, they already that's had. that's crazy, right? I think everything else was – I think it was Phil Haynes. I think Phil Haynes was the – they had the 124th overall pick. That means on their draft board they had him at 124th no matter what. And that, Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And they picked him, and everyone else was via Trading. trade. Well, LJ was via trade, but like pre-draft trade. Got it. But everyone else – is was a, a version of a trade. That's crazy. Trading up or trading back. So I think what's interesting with DJ is here, and I'm let you DK. get to rest, or DK. Excuse me. They got DK. They got a LJ. It's a lot going wow, on. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, but excuse me. I want to get the man's name right. Uh, I think what's interesting, uh, in addition to what you just said about his problems catching the ball, is like that. I feel like that's one of those things. Like first things you said when he when you mentioned his skills. He's got the skills. Mention how, mention how tall he was, <laughs> and you mentioned his, I think also his size. Those aren't skills, though. His skills. The speed is a skill. His skills route are running speed, is a skill. and he can definitely work on his route running because that is not polished. But Concentration's a skill. That he does not have. Hand, good because hands he drops. Is, good hands is a skill, but how many drops he have? I, yeah, I feel like was, we're tearing this kid I apart. think it was I four. Think four. Uh, I think he has seven his last two years. Uh, it's not ten percent. I think of his of his targets. I yeah. think or something like that. Ten percent is the number I've seen, for both for his career and senior year, which is like you know that's concerning uh, for me. I think someone asked John Snyder at the combine, and I might have mentioned it here on the show. It's like, hey man, how do you evaluate like receivers who have drops? Like, does that does that take them off the board, or like how big of a factor is that? And John Snyder says something to the effect of, I mean, yeah, man, if they can't catch, we don't draft them. Which is like, duh. But then... You draft DK Metcalf. Yeah. <laughs> See, not to say that he won't be good. I have no idea. I, I, dang, I should have put this disclaimer out there. I know nothing. <laughs> I picked one pick right this year. 
I th- I've had to, I knew they would pick uh, L.J. Collier. That was it. But I, we, I know nothing. I don't know if John Ursu is going to be a Pro Bowler, if D, if L.K. or L.J. Collier is going to be an All Pro, or if wide receiver Gary Jennings is going to be you know a bust. I have no idea. But what we can talk about is what we do know. We know my man got drop drops issues. We know he's super fast. What else we know? Super strong. Super strong. Okay. I don't want to say super. We'll just say strong. No, he looks super strong. He looks like Thanos. <laughs> Avengers, I can binge watch. People want me to watch Game of Thrones. I don't know if I can do the it. The upside is very attractive. Okay. I think that is going. I mean, you go. You line up against him as a DB. You're thinking, well, uh, what do I do here? DBs Help. got confidence though. Now DBs ain't scared. I'm not saying they're scared, but they definitely have. have you man, you've talked to DBs. They have irrationally. Yeah, Shaquem was very confident. <laughs> I'm faster than everybody, though. right? They love that. <laughs> they got the confidence though. Like you know, like DBs are so confident when the ball gets overthrown, they wave their hands for the incomplete motion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they did anything. I'll put it this way with with DK. It's literally two words. Star, or well, I guess it comes with three. Star or bust. That's there's not a yeah boom or bust. There's not a thin line for this guy. You don't think there's no middle? There's what's the middle? <laughs> the middle would be someone like a Jerron Brown. No, that's not acceptable. The the speed, okay. The power, the strength that he opposes, does his will alone tells me he can be something great. Okay. If he's not, that's. A letdown. You think the Seahawks are saying, yeah, we want you to be Jerron Brown, 600 yards. Jerron, Jerron was a really good player in Arizona. He, he was, was a really good player in Arizona, and I believe that he would figure it out in Seattle. He had five touchdowns last year. And that was a lot. But I think only on like 14 catches, though. Exactly. Not good enough. The Seahawks want more production. But this is why they draft a guy in DK Metcalf, because they believe he can take the top off of defenses. He can make these tough – well, the hope that he can get these tough catches. And you asked John a great question. Drafting receivers, you want to get a guy that can catch, right? I mean, oh, I didn't ask him that question. Oh, you didn't ask at the him? combine. I don't think I asked him anything at the combine. Okay, during his podium session, he did a separate session. But I, so okay, I'm a. You know what? I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Well, yeah, I like. I think DK is definitely. Who's your most questionable pick? Most questionable. Yeah, man, mm. that's a, that, that's an interesting question. I've already said why, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Can I go to Marcus Christmas? Okay, why? You look at his what he did statistically, and you, you wonder what the Seahawks are looking for. And then Pete's ver- Pete's words, exactly. Oh, we're looking for depth here. I mean, you're always looking for depth in the third day of the draft, though. Everyone's depth, right? Yes. No one's a starter. But I feel as if that, I mean. Like, they didn't expect Chris Carson to be their starter when they drafted no. him. No, man. It'd be amazing if DeMarcus Christmas came out and had seven sacks his rookie year. And even was even playing at a cal- at a high caliber level. I just don't see it. Okay. He has upside. He has all the talent in the world to be a professional. I just don't see why the Seahawks made that pick. Oh, okay. We're and not going to get DeMarcus Christmas on the show. Uh, nah, it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> People on the radio be trashing these dudes and get them on interviews. I don't know how that works. We're pretty careful, but, you know, you know, Seahawks make it difficult. All right. Okay, <laughs> cool. So who is your sleeper pick for the draft? Man. I got to go Marquise Blair. I okay, think, safety out of Utah. I think he's going to be a problem. Not Broner, but I think he's going to be a problem in the NFL. Okay. I like... Like a good problem? Good problem. That's why okay. I said not Broner. Oh, okay. Adrian the problem Broner, he's not going to be that guy. Oh, is that his nickname? He's a problem on both, rather good and bad. Problem is getting knocked out, but go Man. ahead. Go ahead. Watching his highlight tape and how he hits, you know who he reminded me of? He Who's had no regard for human life. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of Sean Taylor a little bit. 
Okay. Some of these hits, I'm thinking, in the NFL, bro, you getting tossed out. He didn't care. Right. I mean, he has a an attitude about it, about him and his game, that I think fits what the Seahawks are looking for. And I think he can definitely be that new piece that they are looking for. Granted, he's not the biggest guy. He's a little. He's 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 only I think maybe one ninety eight or something. One ninety six. Oh, is that it? He's not big. Size is a problem if he's gonna play safety. But I mean, Earl Thomas. Granted, he Earl is, Thomas was a, it was created in a factory though. Granted, created in a factory. Yeah. But Marquise Blair has an opportunity. He's in a he's in the, he's on the right team. Seahawks did a really good job of going after him, and I think he is going to be. He's gonna be something. Okay, so the, so you got it. Best pick is DK. Most questionable is Demarcus, and your sleep your sleeper is Marquise Blair. Don't sleep on him. That's a that's a good list. Don't sleep I, on him. Marquise is. I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting by week five. At what? Well, that's the question. Yeah, I know. I just asked it. Yeah, what you, you got? McDougal. It's gonna be McDougal and Marquise Blair. Marquise Blair. Yeah. All right. I think that's that's how it's gonna end up. Can I change my mind and not do a list, or do you want me to? What do you mean, change your mind? Yeah, change my mind. You're going to do this list. I'm going to do it? Okay. All You're right. going to tell yours. You already wrote it. Now you just got to explain it. Okay. My best my my, be, my best pick is also DK. This is just what I wrote. My my best pick is also... Oh, did you... Hang on. Are you saying you want to change it from what you already previously had? Is that what you're referencing then? Because uh, if you want to change it, you can change it now. I thought you were saying something completely different. My bad. No, I wanted to change my mind and not do one at all. Oh, but, no. You're doing this. Uh, my well, most questionable one is uh is Ben Burkirvin because I don't trust where he went to school. Uh, wow. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. The linebacker room was just crowded. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't trust where he went to school. They got kids cutting the cords during the, when they're playing music and everything. I just, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. I think that was a really bad story that was written on Caleb McGarry. Uh, let's see. Oh, my sleeper is the wide receiver out of Hawaii, John Rasua. I was thinking of him too. So here's here's some things I want to mention here because I think it's it's more important than those individual dudes. So the draft, right? People keep asking me what I think about the draft, what I think about the draft, what I think about the draft. The most important thing is that they got 11 picks. Man, from 4 to 11. That's more important than anything because you have to take the swings. You got to. Four picks wasn't going to be enough. Neither was five. Neither was six. Seven would have been the bare minimum, right? You needed, solid. you needed to get 11. Because realistically, your chances of, like, a hit in the draft is a starter for me. So you try to find a starter. Let's look at this list. Give me two starters, Mike. You probably get you probably get long term, not not year one. This is also what I'm about to get into as well. So maybe down the line, if you get three starters out of here, I'm not sure who those three will be. Let's say you get three. Okay, that's a good draft. What year? Two years in? One year? Mm, it depends on the position. Like if Ben Burkerman's not a starter this year, that's not that's a problem because you have Bobby, you have KJ, KJ you have Michael yeah. Kendricks. That's not a problem. But that you following know, year, if Travis if Travis Homer is not a starter this year, that's fine. You have Chris Carson. You have, you know, Rashad Penny. It's 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 fine. If Demarcus is not right now, you have Puna. You have Jaron. So you you know you're you're good there. But let's say you know Jaron wants too much money. They gotta let him walk. Something you know, just anything. You know, same thing with some of these. You know, Ursua safeties. The, even even Collier with their first round pick. Although your first round pick should be the bare minimum for your first round pick should be Pro Bowl. It, that's what that's the expectation. That's that's a hit for me. So the 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 hits are weighted a little differently. But let's say you get three starters out of here down the line. Uh, like, let's see. Let's look at like the 2016 draft is a good example here that I want to bring up. So the 2016 draft, they got Jermaine Fetty, Jaron Reed, Pro Size Vanette, Odiambo, Quentin Jefferson, Alex Collins, Joey Hunt, Kenny Lawler, Zach Brooks. Right? Okay. How many starters did they get out of that? What? Jermaine, Jaron. Would you call Vanette starter? No. Mm-mm. No. Nah. 
he has one year as a starter under his belt. Uh, Quentin Jefferson, one year as a starter. So, what, they got like two and a half, three yeah. maybe? Was that a good draft, yes or no? No. No? See, and that's that's the tough thing for drafts for me because that's what you're looking for. Do you think it was a good draft? Your 2016 draft? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. No, I do not. No, I do not think so. It's it's hard to have a good draft, right? But what is a good draft? Was 2015 a good draft when they got Tyler and Frank? Yeah. But that's that's two out of one, two, three, four, five, six, the seven, eight. That was eight picks. They only got two hits. Those two, those impact, the impact of those two was greater than the impact of those two that we just mentioned in 2016. Easily. Not even close. The Tyler Lockett. Wow. Okay. We had a discussion if he's number one receiver in the NFL on any team pretty much. We had that discussion. About 2014. That good draft? That's, uh, I got everything in front of me. Paul Richardson, Justin Britt, Cassius Marsh, Kevin Norwood, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Jimmy Staten, Garrett Scott, Eric Pinkins, Kiero Small. No. See? How many starters did they get out of that, though? About four. P. Rich. P. Rich. Rich. That's it. Well, Cassius, he didn't, oh, no, nope. he didn't. Nope. nope. Never was a starter. Yeah, I think See, it, it comes down to impact, hard. too. It's impact is huge. If your impact is nothing, if you're not impactful, if you're not a pro bowler, if you're not doing those things... Of course that draft class is going to struggle. But see, yeah, the thing, like, all right, let's now let's bring up a better draft, 2012. Bruce, Bobby, Russ, Turbin, Jay Howard, Corey Toomer, Jeremy Lane, Winston Guy, J.R. Sweezy, Greg Skuggs. Absolutely. There's a lot of starters in that draft. And they're, and they're playing at a high caliber level, at least a few. Well, you well, have to two. start. You don't start for multiple years if you suck. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, okay, we that's, arguable. that's arguable. <laughs> so, like, my, my thing with, with the drafts is we don't know anything until down the line. So I'm not going to have a bunch of hot takes here uh, in, in the meantime. The good right? news is, based on that, we do – the averages come out to about two guys that are probably going to be good. That would be really good, though. And you'd be a bunch of these dudes who won't matter in 2020. That's just the reality of it. Which, you know what? That's fine. For right now, this is the best day of their life, so they get it. But the thing is, some of those guys land on different teams. Because if you go back on that list, I feel maybe two guys. Yeah, there's a few guys on that Bruce list that Irwin, I named for example, who start who are starting elsewhere. Yeah, Bruce, Mark Glowinski's good now. Because it doesn't always work in the in your first team. Alex Collins is good sense. now. Oh man, people are pissed about that. Oh, <laughs> can can we can we can we can we can we turn this podcast real somber real quick? Uh oh, what do you have, Mike? I want to talk about Doug. Yeah, I want to talk about Doug. I see why they got. Two receivers, three receivers, excuse me. I don't think Doug's ever going to play football again. Yeah, we talked about this. I texted you about it. <laughs> and I don't think Doug should ever play football again. It's the smart move. Because I think football's bad. <laughs> it's dudes just running into Unless each you play other all the time. Like, I was I was going through how many tackles Ben Burkirvin had in, high, in college in his last year, and I was like, man, he had 176. Priority has CTE. Yeah. Right? Like, it's – and I wasn't even joking, but – but you, you hope he didn't use a lot of, you know, his helmet. Well, UW, t- t- uh, it was brought to my attention that, yeah, UW does tackle really well. They tackle just like the Seahawks in terms of how they Out of 156 tackle. tackles, maybe 10 with his helmet. 170. 170, excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sell him short, even though I don't trust the school he went to. <laughs> but I think, so let's recap what we know about Doug, right? So we've I heard some rumblings in March yeah. and in February that he was considering retiring. Yeah. Right? It gets it gets thrown out there elsewhere too. I saw it tweeted. Uh, Mike Garofolo of Edifo Network kind of hinted that the the injuries are taking a toll on him. This was about back in February, I think, or maybe early March. Um, you know, we had Doug on the radio, well, not we, but Doug was on the radio uh, on KJR, kind of just talking about his injuries. We got the report from Adam Schefter on Friday that Doug's thinking about retiring. John Snyder and Pete Carroll confirm it. 
that night as well. There's just a lot of smoke. There's a lot of smoke. And when there's smoke, there's fire. Now, that's not a guarantee necessarily that Doug will never play again because I don't know. I have not talked to Doug. All I know is that he just tweeted about Game of Thrones and got me in a bunch of trouble. Right? That's, that's all I really know about, about Doug's situation at the moment that I'm willing to say confidently and state it as fact. So I'm concerned. And I think we have reached the point where we need to expect that Doug does not play again. I think that is a fair expectation. He's had three surgeries, mm-hmm. and it's only April. We're going into May. Yes. That is a sign that things are breaking down on Doug and – as much as he wants to play, his body is not able. You got to listen to your body. That's important. You he's, own, to he's a young guy. And this and is also what I know about Doug. <clears throat> he he has considered like a life beyond football. Not to say oh. he's thinking about quitting, but he'll talk about it. He'll talk about he's he's mentioned it in press conferences and stuff like that. Talked about why he's doing all this for his future kids, right? He doesn't have any kids, right? But for his future ones. You know, like he's thinking down the line and, you know, he, he knows that he's going to have a life and wants to have a really healthy one and a long one and a fulfilling one after football. Right? All of these things matter to him. So when you hear these thoughts, these are probably things he's articulating to others because he's a very candid individual. I've had several conversations with him that never had anything to do with football, just about life. Right. So putting all that together, I don't think we should expect Doug there. I'll if he does play, though, that's great. But we shouldn't expect it. We should operate from this point forward as if he will not be on the team. Sam put out the tweet. I know, that hurt. Sam's tweet. I remember Sam Gold tweeted out, like, what was that, like a depth chart for the offense and their 11 personnel, which is, I think, one running back, one tight end. There's 11 personnel. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, one running back, one tight end, and three receivers. I think it's 11 Mm -hmm. personnel. Um, And there was not a Doug. And there was no Doug. There was no Doug. And I understand it. We've reached that point. We've reached that point where we need to expect him not to play. And if he does, accept being pleasantly surprised yes. that he plays. But I would not expect it. Now, this brings me to my next point. This is very important, too. Replacements are not always found in the draft immediately when you have the hole. And I say that like, uh, you know, remember Marshawn. Marshawn's a really great example. Remember what the year they uh, lost Marshawn? Was that 2016 they had to go in the year without Marshawn? Like with, uh, yeah, I think so. That's right after Thomas Rawls. Yep, 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 2016. I think I'm pretty sure that's the year. They drafted like three running backs that year. Th- yeah, that's the ones I just named. Procise, <laughs> Alex Collins, and Zach Brooks. One of them panned out. Did any of them replace Marshawn? No. No, they did not. Because it's very hard to do that. And it's not always an immediate fix, right? Remember in 2017, everyone thought that the four defensive backs they drafted would be the next like Legion of Boom. It was Shaquille Griffin, Mike Tyson, Tedrick Thompson, and Delano Hill. Yeah. Is any of those dudes the Legion of Boom 2.0? No, they are not. That's funny. That was our second podcast episode. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, the draft was one of my f- uh, first like big things I covered as an NFL writer. And I remember that. And it, I say that to say it's not right away. So if you're wondering why, hey, did we draft a Frank replacement? Probably not. Right? Probably not. Look how many dudes are going to be starting in the secondary in 2019. Like, you're probably going to have Bradley McDougal, Trey Flowers, and Shaquille Griffin, and what? Maybe, maybe this Blair kid? Maybe, maybe Delano Hill. That's that's not necessarily how it felt when they got all those dudes. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't even remember when they signed Bradley McDougal. We right? do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember because I had to write about it, but a lot of people probably don't. It wasn't a big signing. So replacements aren't always snatched right away. However, you should try right away. 
There we go. There's this, the big one. And these 11 picks is definitely the Seahawks. If try. they had a 12th pick, they probably would have took another receiver. <laughs> With a 13th one, they'd have took another receiver who can probably play running back too, like a CJ Pro size. The only team that beat them in picks was Minnesota. They got 12. I don't know how they did it. They also took a long snapper. So do they really do they have more picks? <laughs> this do long, they really? This long snapper might be the truth, Mike. Yo, imagine getting <laughs> drafted as a long snapper, though. Like, not even to say that that dude's not good. I don't even remember Cat's name. I want kind of want to Google him, but I'm a focus. They dropped it a long snapper, I'm pretty sure. So, like, <laughs> yeah, they got 12 picks, but do they really they have 12 11, picks? 11 and a half. Yeah, picks. they got 11 and a dude, right? Like, that's <laughs> that's that's fine. Good for, good for them. But replacements are not always identified right away. It's not always like, you know, oh, if you're the Cowboys, we just traded. Or, no, excuse me. If you're the Raiders, they traded away Amari Cooper. So now you need to draft the receiver. It's not always like that. As John Snyder likes to remind us, there are other ways to get talent. The draft is the biggest one, but there are other ways. There's 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 waiver claims. There's 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 training camp trades. You know, there's that scramble of trades and stuff like right after the yeah. fourth fourth game of the preseason. Seahawks have what eleven picks in 2020. I imagine they will be aggressive at that time. The trade deadline. You know, you can pluck someone off someone else's practice squad. Obviously, there's there's free agency. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of ways to acquire cats, and I think that we have to acknowledge that these eleven dudes are not filling eleven spots. No, on, on, for like uh, that holes on the half on the of team. them might make the team, and I said might. John Arsu or uh, John Ursua probably ain't the next Doug. Will he be? We don't know. Do they want him to be? Probably, but to just make it just a one to one swap, like oh they lost Doug and they drafted a slot receiver we straight. Nah, man, mm-hmm. maybe next year they draft one and that dude's the replacement. Yeah. You know, maybe next year they grab some UDFA and that's the replacement. Maybe they grab a, they uh, bring a UDFA defensive in and now and maybe that dude turns into the a replacement for for Frank. You never really know. And I want to point that out with the expectations of the draft. You see, I'm real down on the draft. It sounds like people are gonna listen to this. And think I hate everyone, <laughs> but I just I want people to kind of taper their expectations because you don't win or lose a draft. You don't get an A or an F days after. It's about what dudes turn into and what you build on. Uh, you know, I bet you they took all these linebackers in this class, these two linebackers. Why? Because next year's linebacker class, probably, it probably sucks. <laughs> to the to the Seahawks, mind. I have no idea. You know, yeah. You know, I watch a lot of college. That's it. <laughs> so I think the the idea that like oh, we have this hole. We're gonna fill it right here, right now with this dude. Nah, man, it do not work like that. Sometimes the replacement is is down the line. Right. So that's why you see. The Seahawks take dudes when they when they have the position that's seemingly stacked, right? They they didn't need defensive line help when they drafted Malik McDowell. Remember who they had? They had Cliff and Mike when they drafted Malik McDowell. First pick, defensive end, right? Because they're looking down the line. You gotta look down the line with some of these. And remember, there's gonna be more drafts. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be another year. draft next year, and they still won't have Frank. <laughs> so they'll still need a Frank replacement. You know, there'll be another draft next year, and they still won't have Earl. So they'll need more safety. So, like, I like to look at it down the line and acknowledge, hey, look, just because they have this guy not on the team anymore that they got a replacement. It doesn't work like that. That makes sense. Makes perfect I sense. I talked for a while just now. I was well, you broke down the biggest question. Oh, are these guys replacing such? It's, it's unlikely. That's the goal. You want them to be Yeah, replaced. that's what you hope. You hope, you want. That's what. That's the goal. Unfortunately, it doesn't pan out that way. No. Not all the time. And if it did, then the draft would be every four years or something it's, weird. It's reg- it's so it, it's so hard to get a replacement right away. Unless you trade player for player. Well, that's why. Well, yes. And those are rare in itself. And That's why I thought the idea of even thinking about trading Russell was so stupid. Is because You're now not gonna you... You're going to get the value. 
Well, let's scratch the value for a second. You know how hard it is to find a quarterback? It's really hard. The Browns have <laughs> never done it, right? Well, maybe they have now. Now, Baker. maybe. Yeah. Jacksonville doesn't know what it's doing. Although, drafting Gardner Minshew, go Cougs. That's a great pick. Man. Uh, it's hard to find a quarterback, even if you have one. Now, imagine having to find one when you don't have one. Because now you're overthinking it. You're putting pressure on yourself because oh. you're like, we have to get this pick. What do the Giants right. do? Uh, d- oh, the Giants are stupid. <laughs> Although, I didn't ever think they would draft a black dude to replace Eli. And that's not even just me calling them out. They have never started a black dude at QB. I think they had, what, one dude? It was Gino. Gino, and he, goodbye. And I'm pretty sure that was the first time they, they, they did that. Uh, like, on purpose, started you know black quarterback. So I don't think they would have done, was going to draft Wayne to replace Eli. Nope. No, they were not. They drafted the most Eli-looking dude they Bruh, could find in the draft. They drafted the dude who looked like Eli. He practiced with the people Eli kicking with. You know, he probably liked the same foods as Eli. Yeah, it was right. bad. But the, uh, the, my point was that if you if you lose someone like Russell, you immediately have to find a quarterback. And finding a replacement when you immediately need to is hard. Needle it in is the haystack. very, very, very hard. And the last position you ever want to do it with is quarterback. Seahawks haven't barely been able to do it with a kicker. <laughs> They've needed a kicker and can't find one. You trusted them to find a quarterback? No. That's why part of why trading Russell was so stupid because it puts too much pressure on the Seahawks to find a new dude right away. It took them years to find Russ. Yeah. It was a five-year spell? Well, No, I'm just saying, like, they had Tavares out there, man. Like, the transition from Hasselback to Russell was not smooth. There was some bad years in there. Real bad. They were going to try out Matt Flynn. They were like, Matt Flynn's a good idea. Is he even in the league anymore? We saw his tweet. No, he is not. Yeah, man, you know how bad you got to be as a as a as a white dude in the in the quarterback position to not get a job no more. Brock Osweiler <laughs> is going to have jobs till he's fifty. <laughs> Both the McCowan brothers are still in the league, man. I'm so, that's how you know Tebow was bad, man. He washed out quick. You know, it's if you're if you're a tall white dude with a strong arm, you're not in the league no more. That means you really suck. You're bad. That means Matt Flynn was was really really bad. You know, that's they're not going to find his replacements right away. That's basically the short version. That's talked for a long time to get that out there, but. That's what it is. That's the that's the important thing to know. Except unless they draft a punter, because they got that replacement right right away. <laughs> yeah, but he's better than he is. He is really good. They lost John Ryan, or they they drafted dude and said, "Look, we'll upgrade. We're gonna upgrade massively." I think Beyonce has an amazing song. Let me upgrade you. Oh, Seahawks boy. did that pretty well. Beyonce reference on the show. Don't tell Nick Bosa. <laughs> oh, yep, I went there. <laughs> I don't like Nick Bosa. I'll tag him in this podcast. Uh, no, I don't got to tag him. I don't got to tag him because I don't, I don't want to just seem like I'm looking for a fight. I'm just, you know, I throw a jab here every once in a while. I am very comfortable saying I don't like Nick Bosa because I don't think he likes me. It's pretty yep. – he has tweets to prove that. Yep, yeah, he has some <laughs> tweets that would insinuate that, uh, that, 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 he does, that he does not like. He does not like me. What else stands out to you about Jeff before we get to these questions, man? What stood out was – Did you catch the shot that uh, – Tom Cable t- or uh, Pete took at Tom Cable? I did not. You didn't catch that? Mm-hmm. He was talking about Phil Haynes, uh, the guard, who I think has a chance to start this year, by the way. He might start over Mike I.U. Potty. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, man, we got a lot of questions today. I want to spend a lot of time on these questions. But he, Pete Carroll was talking about Phil Haynes. He was like, yeah, you know, we've, we've gone in a different direction with our offensive lineman we take now. So I think this dude that we took will uh, really, you know, be, you know, what we want him to be, be really good. Basically, I was like, look, now we're not listening to Tom Cable when we draft offensive linemen. So we're good now. It was a little, little subtle. And thank God they're not. Tom Cable was really bad. If you I listen to this show, you know I don't like Tom Cable. Yeah. 
he was ruining careers, man. Look at all the dudes who go other places and are all right, man. Riso Diambo was all right, I think, in Atlanta, or at least got another job. Mark Lewinsky's fine now. And the Raiders have the worst O-line in the league. <laughs> Just not a coincidence, man. Those poor O-linemen. It's amazing Justin Britt was able to be a Pro Bowl alternate playing for that cat. Oh, man, that's bad. <laughs> what, what, what else you got, though? What, else? what stood out was how they got DK and how far he slid. I did not expect that. I really thought he was going to go first round. I thought the Raiders would take him at like four. I mean, that's – and the fact that he sat there, it's it's, just, it's as if the Seahawks just knew. Yeah, we're going to get him. We know we're going to land. We'll get him. And they did. They have a good relationship with him, as we learned. Oh, man. Oh, the shirtless thing. That, that was, was bad. Would you – I mean, if I could show up to an interview with my shirt off, I'd probably get sent home immediately. Yeah, man, they would call HR. <laughs> And if the person interviewed takes their shirt off, too, it's like, all right, now this is just creepy. I feel in some situations it might have been appropriate. There's way too many shirtless guys. I don't, what job interview is it appropriate, you think, to go walk in there with no shirt? Stripper? No. No? I mean, obviously it is, but I mean, I'm talking about a job that you wouldn't think is, but in actuality, they're not going to be like, yeah, you're not, we're not going to hire you. Okay. I think construction, if you walk in there with your shirt off. You don't build stuff shirtless. <laughs> I mean, it could be a hot day. No, man. I think I think if they got I, vests and stuff. I mean, I think if you came in there yoked, cut up, and you're like, I want to do construction. Okay, I've had a few years in. What this. else? Model. Yeah, model that works. Yeah. A but model. construction is one of those jobs where you're like, where you're oh. thinking, no, Chris. But at the same time, you you very if you if DK walked into a construction office with pants on, suit pants and no shirt, they would either question why he's doing that, and then he would explain himself. And then that would probably get him the job, or they just look at him and say, "Oh, he can haul all that cement. He's great. We'll take him." Oh my goodness! All right, so we got stripper, <laughs> model, construction there worker. Anything else? Lifeguard. Guaranteed. You seen Baywatch, right? I've never seen Baywatch. Hilarious movie. It's a movie. It was a Rock. TV show. Oh, the new no, one that 20... looks that looks stupid. It's absolutely hilarious. I do like Zac Efron, but that's but... the one he's in, right? Yeah, yeah, hilarious. I think The Rock's are really bad. Uh, actor. actor. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> really, really, really bad. It's but, amazing. He's so good in those Fast and Furious movies. But yeah, the fact that the, he slid and then your point, bringing up the no shirt, that, that was that was, that was was practical. I don't know who else. I don't think I've ever seen. I, I think that is what really sold the Seahawks. He is who he is. He didn't do it for bits and giggles. That's who DK is. I mean, he took a picture standing next to another, to a bunch of grown men, and he looked physically... It didn't look real. Do you think that the Seahawks maybe are starting to fall in love with like taking the star of the combine? I mean, last year it was Shaquem. They took Shaquem. I don't. Wouldn't you say Bosa is the star though? Bosa, I thought I th- the the name that I became like very very like well known to me after the combine was DK Metcalf. I think it was Bosa for me. Yeah, even with all his everything going on around him. Really? Yeah. Well, you know they don't talk about what's going on around. <laughs> no, they don't talk about. It. I mean, it's a whole other podcast, but and we could we could talk I, about that. That's a that's a good question, actually. That should be a good Twitter poll question. Who do you think was more of the star of the NFL? I thought he was one of the stars of the combines of the combine of the combine. That's okay. what I mean. They took a star of the combine. Of the combine. Remember, Shaquem was a star of the combine, and they took him. I think DK was a star of the combine this year. I think. I can't remember. Yeah, I think twenty seventeen. It was like John Ross when he broke the forty record. The stars yeah. of the combines have been pretty like apparent, you know. I How think. many of those stars panned out? Uh, the last three have not. <laughs> that's well, not we don't know about DK, but like John. Well, Ross, that's, but that's a good nothing. point. I mean, Shaquem got benched after we went one week. Yeah, no, that's that's not a good sign. 
uh-huh. if the Seahawks want to do that, they should probably rethink it. But I don't think so. I think they loved his attitude, and again, he is who he is. Well, he's also big, strong, and fast. That too, without question. His uh, yeah. his attributes, Seahawks are definitely we like what he's doing, and we know Pete loves his big receivers. That's true. That's true. It's not like he's good at picking them, though. We have to oh, also man. acknowledge that. Yeah, Mike. What we know, he's not good at picking them. You know. Yeah, I, hey, look here, look here. We can bring up Brandon Marshall this time before we get I told into these you questions. Gonna happen, Mike. But it's not just Brandon; it's Braylon Edwards, it's Jordy Nelson, it's Terrell Owens, I, it's Mike Williams. I'm sorry, Mike. It's Tanner McAvoy. It's what Chris Durham. When like, you said last season that he's probably gonna lead the team in catches, come I, said, I didn't think we needed to bring that up. I just needed to. You know, <laughs> I just think we needed to just mention the name. I didn't think we needed to. I mean, you were high on him. I'm like, Mike, why? He hasn't had a good year since. 2016. Where's that Durham dude? I can't remember when they drafted that Durham cat, but I remember him being really. Now you, you want to switch to Durham? I think that's his name. I can't. I can't. I can't remember. We're not going to even talk about Brandon. Fair enough. We got. We got Twitter questions though, right? We got something more important. Yes. Our listeners. Jesus Christ. Want to talk about the Seahawks, the draft, everything? We got a bunch of questions. We'll go ahead and go through all of them. Yeah, that's. His we got name. plenty of time. Dang, he's six six. Did not pan out. Uh, no, no, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. Our first question is from, wow, I will not say that part. Sniff my hair. Oh, boy, that is bad. <laughs> that is bad. All right, what we got? Gargorshian. Sounds about right to me. The Seahawks already talked about picking up some more pass rush help in free agency. Any chance they sign Sue? Would we even want him? And lastly, who would your dream pick be at defensive end? Oh, this is the last one, actually. And who is the most likely? Uh no, they shouldn't sign Indominus Sue because he tried to kill Russell Wilson once. That's not fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess he couldn't kill Russell Wilson if they signed him, but he'd probably be too expensive. Uh, and yeah, this the the part about them picking up more pass rush help speaks to what I was mentioning before. Like, there's other ways to get players. Yeah, and it's Schneider not just the draft. It as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like of course they're gonna keep at it. Um, I don't think they're gonna make like some big splash signing though. Like, uh, anything that look here. If you're getting signed in May, you're not a splashy signing. Let's just make that very clear. If you're not like first week of March, second week of March, you are not a splashy signing, brother. You are you you are hoping that a call comes, right? Like that's that's just who you are at that point. So let's let's keep that very clear. It's like a little a little drip. That's not really a splash. You know, that's like dropping a Q tip in the ocean. I don't even know if it makes a sound, Mike. You might want to say like a penny or quarter. Right, that's what I'm saying. Something that wouldn't make a sound. Oh, wow, a Q-tip. Yeah, Dang. yeah, that's why I chose I that. At least yeah. give them a quarter. Nope, They, they nope. at least make the little doop. Nope, nope, nope. I don't even think I'll do that. Boink. Nope, no, man, not in May. If you don't have a job in May or June, man, that just means nobody won't hire you. That's just how it works. That's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. When did they sign Brandon Marshall? Is your, you love to bring it, what, like May? Yeah. June, that's just that's just how that go. Uh, so, no, I don't think there was – I think he'd be too expensive – uh, who would my dream pick up at defensive NB? I'm gonna pull up some guys and no man, because I know who's a free agent now and they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Ain't nobody out there. Man, they can bring Deion Jordan back, maybe. Uh, that's it. Ziggy Onsen. That's it. That's the next question, actually. Oh, is that? Any? Oh, okay. We'll from who's from this? Gnarly Rad Dad. Oh, listener. I like him. I like him. Any chance to see Ox sign Ziggy? Oh wow, he even asked maybe bring back Deion Jordan. Oh crap. He knew what you were thinking. Oh wow. Uh uh maybe on Ziggy that that would depend on the price. I mean, maybe at a low cost. I mean, 
Ziggy, the Ziggy signing, I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened before the Cassius March and Nate Orchard signings. Because yeah, those they, are the same they thing. They beefed up on that. Now, I know Ziggy's much better. His name's not Ziggy. Isn't it? it? Oh, it's Ziggy. Ezekiel, though, right? They call, him, they Ziggy. call him Ziggy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait, I figure he's got a real name. name. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the nickname game was strong with some of these draft picks, by the way. I already called that one brother Hollywood. He had a top and bottom grill and a chain of himself. <laughs> what did that cost you, bro? No, that was a good 80K hanging from his neck. With he had two diamond earrings as well. Yeah, I don't think they bring back Deion Jordan. I was joking. That's funny that that was the next question. I had no idea. <laughs> I got you. That's actually hilarious. And then his last one. Should the Seahawks trade CJ? Pro size? No. There's no what, for what? What would be the best option? Cut him? Keep him. It costs like 800K. What'd you cut that for? Cut him and do what? No, keep him around. <laughs> Seriously, if he's if he doesn't pan out, I hope he does. But if he doesn't, then you can just let him walk. Nah. I mean, it, what would you get for him in a trade? Here's the thing. You know that. You know what? Actually, I will give you a scenario where a trade makes sense there, where he balls out in the preseason, has a good preseason, but isn't necessarily as good as um, who's running back that just drafted Travis Homer, and then he's not. You know, you got Penny, you got Chris Carson, that is. So you're like, oh, you know, he had a good, you know. Someone give us a fifth rounder for him and see, but he has to perform first. Like right now, there's no point. He's cheap. He's still a talent. He's a good talent. He just be hurt. There's no reason to trade that. Okay, that's a good question though. I really did not know that Deion Jordan question was. That was hilarious. Genesis, Genesis ripped at Zach Yojin. Oh, that was really hard. I don't know if you got that one. Right. I probably did, but that's okay. My bad. What does it say when the Seahawks draft more linebackers than defensive ends, especially in this draft? See, here's the thing, though. The defensive ends were going fast. Like, did you watch the first round? Uh, all defensive ends? No, every <laughs> pick was a defensive I swear, the first round was Kyler Murray and defensive ends. No, you're well, not and, lying. And, and the dude they took from the Giants, the uh, uh, quarterback. Daniel Jones, yeah. It was Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and defensive linemen. Yeah, it was crazy. I think like a dozen defensive linemen got drafted, bro. It was heavy DNs. They went fast. They went really fast. And then uh, I think John Snyder, someone asked him. I think it was John Clayton who asked this. It was like, hey, John, when did there was a drop-off in terms of, like, how good the defensive ends were? And I think they said, like, yeah, after the first round. <laughs> I think they said after the dude from Michigan, Chase something. I forget his name. They said after he went, it was like, there was a drop-off. And that's why they didn't take him. So I think this is one of those drafts where there wasn't a lot of depth. Guys were just, it was top-heavy in talent. So I think that's why you didn't see them take a bunch. Maybe if they had more first-round picks. Oh, I, I guess, damn, they started they with two. <laughs> and they did <laughs> what? Bad. Traded back. <laughs> no, they should have traded back. But, like, I don't think – I think maybe if they were a team like the Giants. How many Giant picks do they have in the first round? Like three? I think they ended up with, like, three. Three? No, I think it was two. Okay, someone had three. Maybe it was the Raiders. I think it was uh, – yeah, because the Giants had two. I can't remember. But I do know that that's, that's why you didn't see that. And I think they're setting up the linebacker thing. I think they don't think the linebacker class was was that strong in 2018. And I don't think they think it's going to be very strong in 2020. That's that's what I think they, they did that for. So that's a good question. But I think it was in terms of the defensive end talent just dropped off after, like, pick 33. So they're just like, man, we're not going to just reach for some dudes because we lost Frank. That goes back to my thing about the replacement. See how we came full circle there? I see that. We got Sir Acha. Under, his at name is at yo underscore gur. Please talk about moving back into the seven. Low key, you already did, but oh, I want to hear man. it for bits and giggles. I hate, <laughs> I hate John Snyder, man. <laughs> I was so ready to be done. Can I ask you this? Did you have your bag? No, because I still had to write. Oh, okay. But I was, because Steve wanted me to write about that. The, the draft. This, the picks they had. Yep. I was like, okay, cool. They're done. Let me get my thoughts right. And then, boom. 
Sarah's on the clock. Yeah, man. Damn you, John. Because <laughs> we're there all day, man. I was so... T- they ran out of coffee. Oh, it was terrible. I'm running, I was running like four hours of sleep. Oh, it was terrible. The life of the draft. The breakfast wasn't that good. They make really bad eggs. At the Runny meat. eggs? No, they're, they're the thick ones, but they got no flavor, right? So I had to load them with like pepper. Uh, there was no cheese. Uh, it was just... It wasn't good, man. And no, I didn't put ketchup on my eggs, you animals. That's nasty. <laughs> Don't do that. Next nasty. question is from Reed T at HawkU26. Not really draft-related, but since we didn't draft an offensive tackle, does this show confidence in Jamarco Jones? What are some realistic expectations of him returning from injury going into this 2019 campaign? Oh, that's actually a, man, we got a lot of questions. That's a really good question as well. Uh, I just don't think they thought the class was very strong. And there weren't very indica- very many indications that it was, to be honest. I don't think this was one of those really good offensive line drafts. At least it wasn't supposed to be. We'll find out later. But, yeah, I think that it bodes well for what, Jamarco. I think we really underestimate how much they love Jermaine Fetty. Yeah. They like Jermaine Fetty. He's Seattle. improved, Not too. the fans. You guys hate him. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the progression. I don't mind him. I think he's all right. Uh, as a, you know, just as a dude, I don't, I'm not going to go any further than that. But, yeah, Jamarco. They're really excited about him. I have no idea if he's good. Uh, Jermaine. Who else they got? Obviously, they got Dwayne. Uh, Let's see. Who else? Oh, George. They really like George Fant, man. The man was catching passes. Uh, Yeah, attempting to. A pass. Caught a pass. (laughs) And then the yards after catch was uh, not there. No, it was not. He got tangled up. That was fall after catch. Okay, big fella. No, it is all right, man. Have your moment, brother. Have Have your moment. I think the expectations for him to just be in the competition, and that's really just about it, because... At this point, he's a dude, he's basically a rookie, right? Because he never played. He's basically a rookie competing against Dwayne Brown and a fourth-year guy on Jermaine Fetty. That's really hard to beat out. And I don't necessarily think we should expect him to. I don't think he will. It'd be nice if he does, I guess, for him. But uh, I, I don't think we should expect him to start. I think the expectations should be real low. He's a rookie. You basically got a rookie tackle, man. And if you're going to be rookie right tackle, you're coming out. There's some dudes coming after you on that side when you're rushing. So it's not like you're rushing, you're going to get some scrubs, man. I don't. I think we shouldn't have very high expectations for him, man. Because it's one, because we just don't know. And two, he's a rookie competing against vets, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. I know people don't like Jermaine Fetty, but he proved last year he's not a scrub. You know, he's just not all pro, pro bowl, dude. But he's not a scrub. He proved that he's not. So... Yeah, I, I don't know what, it, what we should expect from Jamarco other than to just be in the fight. Hopefully he wins. Maybe. Does that work? Is that a good answer? That's no. a great answer, yeah. Mike. Okay. I don't be knowing sometimes, man. <laughs> I don't got all the answers. Yes, you do. But I try. What else we got? Ryan Turner, one of our... He always asks questions. Appreciate, I like this guy, man. Appreciate the love. I like this turns, guy. Turns, foe The Hawks trade Clark and don't really get a draft replacement. That okay. leads us to believe the staff is strongly, belief, strongly believes that Last year's class of Jacob Martin, Jacob Martin and Rasheem okay. Green. What are your thoughts on the jump that they can possibly make going into their sophomore campaign? Keep killing it. So I think shout out to Ryan. I like he always comes with some heat every week. I appreciate him. Uh, I th- I really like Jacob Martin, but I think he's just mostly going to be a situational guy uh, for now, unless he puts on like a a ton of weight. The thing about Rasheem is he was hurt. Now there's two ways to look at that. You can maybe that he'll he'll always be hurt. Maybe he's got bad injury history now. Doubt it, but maybe that means when he's healthy he'll ball. Right? I I think he'll ball. 
So I think you're looking at a starter in Rasheem this year, and like when they basically an important rotational guy in Jacob. Like who's a who's a good example of that? Maybe someone like how like how Cassius Marsh maybe was when he when he when he came on. Maybe like how uh, Jeremy Lane uh, was like not in the base defense, but like basically played all the time. You know, one of the I don't I can't think of no. I mean, those two examples were pretty spot on. Yeah, those because were good. okay. How many times have we see Jeremy Lane out there? A lot. He was. I think you said he was on. He was out there on eighty six percent of the snaps. By the time like the the, the Legion of Boom kind of died down, he was out there a lot. But like to start, he was basically like a rotational cat. So uh, I think that's what we'll see from Jacob. But I expect Rasheen to be a dude, like a starting dude, getting to the quarterback. You know, half a dozen times next year. I, I think that. Well, yes. Ryan is right. The staff thinks the same thing. But I am in agreement with them that, yeah, I think we're looking at some pretty big jumps, I think, from Trey, Jacob, and Rasheem. I like that. That was one of my draft picks from last season. I, I actually like the 2018 class. I think it could be really good. Okay. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. I knew the Magoo pick probably wasn't great, but whatever. Seventh round pick. Seriously. Seventh round, you're just hoping dude makes the damn thing. Respected. And he didn't. So there's that. Next up, we have JW at Chabadi. Why does this draft feel much better than those in recent memory? Is it because we had lower expectations than we had four picks? When we had four picks, excuse me, or because we didn't reach for the first round running back? Can't put my finger on it. I don't know how much better this draft feels than 2018. I felt really good about. I felt good about that from the jump. Besides the Rashad thing, I thought that was a really bad pick. Not because Rashad's a bad player, because they already had Chris Carson, and you're not supposed to draft running back in the first round. The value was poor. Uh, 2017, I actually felt good about. I'm trying to think. How, how, how good have you felt about the other drafts? 2013 was awful. Why are you even talking about it? I liked, I liked 2018. I wasn't... I didn't really see... I didn't see much in 2017. I'll be real. Yeah, I'm not 2017 really... 2017 wasn't... I wasn't... When we did that episode, the only hot take we had was that Shaquem would probably be starting. That was the only... Or Shaquille, excuse me, would be starting. Outside of that, I liked a, I liked Amara Darbo in that draft. Actually, you, I still like Amara. Yeah, you you still have. Hey, we have a hot take from that one. I don't necessarily don't do it. I don't <laughs> necess, I don't necessarily feel any better. So I, yeah, I don't know if if I feel any better after these drafts. Twenty thirteen though, that was just hot garbage. Uh, that was bad, and I think I kind of knew that from from obviously I was in college back then still, but looking at it, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't think that I feel any better after this one. Especially since here's the one thing I, I didn't mention it is that yo, they didn't they didn't value a lot of dudes who were very productive in college. John Ursula led the nation in receiving touchdowns last year. That's he was productive. I think LJ Collar was productive. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. Like the running back never cracked a thousand that was, yards. That was my thing. thing with Christmas. He wasn't. Christmas didn't have a sack. <laughs> he that's, had more. He had more passes defense than tackles yeah, for loss. Fourteen passes defense, no sacks. I say Seahawks. Yeah, uh, I'm trying cool. to think. <laughs> it, I mean, Ben Ber- Ben Berkirvin was very productive. He had a, he led the nation in tackles. Tackles, 176, as yeah. you pointed out. So like, there was like a few guys who were productive, but like DK wasn't incredibly productive. They didn't even use him. Uh, that was, I read a whole entire article about how they didn't use him, and that he'll go probably late third round because of there's not much out there on him. The Jennings kid had like a year where he had like a thousand yards with like one touchdown. And then well, the very next year had like 20 fewer catches or something. He's not good in the red zone. That's what it comes down to. Uh, but then he had like 13 touchdowns. So I, I, he was he was productive. But those are outside of the red zone. He was uh, com- he was flying in there. They're all 
So yeah, it's that's, crazy. There wasn't a ton of great production in college from from those dudes. So uh, that's another thing that like stands out to me in terms of why I don't feel great about it. Now some of these dudes have some great skills. Marquise hits really hard. Uh, nice. You know, Travis runs through people. LJ is versatile. There's, you know, Phil Haynes is a is a monster. He puts dudes on the butt. But in just like overall like production from these guys, it wasn't it wasn't really really great. Not that it necessarily needs to be, but that's probably one of the reasons I don't feel much better than I felt after any of the other drafts. Gotcha. Hopefully, right. I put that right. right. Man, people are gonna think I hate this draft class. Damn it. Disclaimer: Mike does not hate this draft class. No, nah, man. I'm glad all these dudes just became millionaires. Man, I'm really happy for them. Get your bread. Yeah. K A at Seattle K A. With the draft complete, which roster dudes will be effective? Top of mind, Jerron Brown, Barcavius Mingo, Keenan Reynolds, Malik Turner. Um, well, Doug. Um, well, maybe not Doug. Um, I'm trying to think who's really impacted. Keenan Reynolds is probably the top one. Keenan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, Jerron Brown, because I drafted Gary Jennings. Yep, yep. He's no, yeah. Is this a he or a she? I don't know. Oh, we don't know. Dang, I, I Okay. Just K.A. Seattle. Yeah, just Seattle K.A. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Malik Turner. Yeah, all these guys are right. Barkevious, though, not really. They didn't draft any strong side linebackers. Uh, they might move guys around, though. That's Ben Burkirvin and um, Cody Barton were both inside, inside guys. Inside, yeah. You know who's actually really impacted? I-O-B's. is uh, You know, actually, top of the list is DJ Fluker and um, Mike Ayupati. Okay. Oh, Shaquem. You know what? Those are my, those are my top two. Is Shaquem because they drafted all those linebackers? That's what I said immediately. And because he's a fifth round pick. Yeah, he's nothing our... is guaranteed at that spot. It doesn't matter if you're the star. It doesn't matter if your brother's the captain of the squad next year. Five and up, you're fighting for a spot. Yeah, when you are a fifth round pick, you're fighting for a spot every year. This that can, same thing for like Trey Flowers too. Yeah, Chris Carson too. Like you are fighting for David Moore. You are always fighting, fighting for, for a your spot. Job. So I would add, I would add David Moore to the list. So I'd say my top three impacted directly by this draft. Mike, are you potty first? Okay, because so, Phil Haynes could probably. They probably want him to just step in there and and start. Because it's better to have Phil starting now. If he's going to be like just a step below Mike, who's he got poor injury history. Who might know, be f- out. for You have him under team control for much longer than you do uh, Mike, who I think is on just a one-year deal with no guaranteed money in it. Maybe just the signing bonus. So I would go Mike, Ayupati, Shaquem Griffin. Because, okay. yeah, fifth-round pick, dude. You got to fight for your job. Fifth-round pick who got benched last year, too. I don't know if Shaquem will be much better than this next year. I mean, I hope so, but there's no guarantee. I have no idea. His agent won't text me back. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you at, buddy? Come on, text me back. His name is actually Buddy, too. Like, I'm not Hey, buddy. Yeah, talking down to his name, buddy. <laughs> text me back, dude. So I will go Mike. I will go Sha- Shaquem. And who else did I just say? David Moore. David Moore, those three. And David Moore makes a lot of sense because he disappeared. You're a seventh-round pick, though. Yeah. That's why the running back pick doesn't doesn't concern me for like Rashad because he, Rashad was a first round pick you're yeah, safe you're safe you know you're safe when you're picked that early that's just a fact right that's why Ethan Postick stuck around so long they gave up on him a while ago you know why he's still around because he's a second round pick top three you're not just gonna give that up when you're top three picks man you, you're pretty much guaranteed a spot Amal Darwin stuck around for so long man and they, they still eventually gave up on him third round pick though you know so when you're picked that early you're safe yeah. Even one if, through three. Yeah, so you you don't worry about these drafts like that. Maybe you'll be benched, but you're not. You're gonna stick you're around. Gonna around. I guess they could trade you, but those would, those would be my three though. You'd be trading another team where they want you to produce. Correct. <laughs> you still have a job. Yeah, right? that's that's the big so thing. You'll those are job. those are my those are my three. 
And our last question is from Sydney Rowe at Sydney Rowe 13. Mike, what are your wide receiver predictions for week one besides Lockett? I like this question a lot. Yo, man, I was with my my homie Kev, my roommate. He, we were, he he was like, all right, man. So no Doug, who do you got at receiver? I said, Tyler, expletive, 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 expletive. Man, I was like, dude, right now they got nothing. They got nothing outside of Tyler with no Doug. Remember, we're talking about all this without assuming Doug's Doug's going to retire. Which, if that's the best decision for him and his family and his health, he should do it. You know, football's bad. I just watched the movie Concussion the other day. Football's really bad. So that's that's my prediction. Tyler and Godspeed. <laughs> like, that's what you need right now, man. Because everyone's unproven. Jerron Brown played 14 catches last year. So in Seattle's offense, you're unproven, even with the five touchdowns. Because he played every game, had like 14, 14 catches. That's bad. I think, what's his name from the Saints? Had like 15 catches in one game last year. Uh, what's his name? Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Had like 15 <laughs> catches in one game. Yeah, like he had Jerron's whole season, right? I like and he Jerron. Had more touchdowns. I like Jerron, though. <laughs> I love Jerron, man. I was high but, on him. But in terms in. of my, pre- I, it's hard for because I'm not there every day. In terms of like, I'm there every day, but I'm not there like really watching the workouts, watching them watch film. So I'm pretty sure Jerron and his receiving coaches and and his teammates really feel like he's going to have a big 2019. But I can't be confident in that until I see something. You know, whether it's a practice or some something, you know. Same thing with David. Dude disappeared month of December. Maybe he'll be better in year three. But how am I supposed to know? Right? All I can do is hope, just like everyone else is hoping, until I see something. So right now, everyone is just a wait and see. And there's two ways to look at that. You're not it, dancing around this, Mike. You are going to give your predictions for week one, as, she, as this person has asked. Tyler, me, you, and the, the homie Kev. With yeah. disrespect. I'm just I'm serious right now. I don't have much confidence in the receiving group right now. I really don't. I hear you. Nothing they wrong want, with that. There's but very the little Seahawks s- did what you wanted them to do. They drafted. They had to take the swings. Yeah. But that don't make me confident. I, I don't you. feel great about it. I got to see something. You got to show me. I had a fourth grade teacher who used to joke that she was from, which, what's the show me state? Missouri? Is it show me state? Yeah. She used to say, I'm from Missouri. You got to show me. You know, I can't remember her name right now, but like, for real, that's where that's where I'm at with the receivers. You got to go out there and ball. I would say ask Mike this question again, one week before the NFL season. My prediction is it won't be great. Wow, it'll, it'll be Tyler and some and some dudes. Wow, that's my prediction, man. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I sound really negative this whole show. You don't sound negative. You sound a hundred percent honest about a couple of guys who have to prove something. I really like Phil Haynes. Okay, I'm sorry. Is he a wide receiver? I'm just saying. I'm trying to say dudes I like now, man. No, my. I think everyone is going to understand. And they've read your stuff. They get it. It's not as if... I'm going to be really positive in this article I write today, just to, just to balance it out. <laughs> you're good, man. I'm going to be think, really positive. I think you're fine. All right, man. We'll see. Have your mentions blown up for being negative? No. Because I'm not... Because I you're just, not even negative. You're just pointing out... I just point out both sides of it. And what's wrong with that? like when you pointed out how you're like DK has good skills, you know, he's big, strong, fast. Only... Two of those are really skills is being fast. Everything else is just natural. You're either big or you're not. You know, stronger or you're not. So, uh, I guess obviously you could lift weights, but I just I I like to think of the counter arguments as well. Sometimes that can come across as negative. No, I think you are just pointing out the simplicity of this right here. I mean, hell, when they do the draft profile, they lift the strengths and the weaknesses. They put them both on the paper. Why? See because it. it's all important. It's valid. It's the whole picture. So, yeah, right now I don't feel great because no one else has proven anything other than Tyler and the receiving group. David's proven he can be good, so has Jerron. Will they, though? Consistency is key. Yep, it's everything. It's everything. So is this show. We are consistent, baby, giving you guys heat every week. 
We got more heat coming. Oh, yeah, we do. We're going to talk draft a little bit more. But, yeah, we got to get out of here on this one before everyone just thinks I hate the whole draft class. You're okay, Mike. I don't think you'll have one comment saying, oh, Mike does not like the draft class. Why did someone say that now? Don't do that. Why would you do that? Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. It's fine. They know they're wrong. It's fine. (laughs) Well, on that note, Mike, is there anything you want to add? I'm going to shake. I got to go watch Game of Thrones now. It's funny. You invited me to watch with you. Hell no, man. You're on your own, bro. Oh, man. (laughs) This has been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. Be sure to tell a friend, tell a friend, and tell another friend that you love our show. It's a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Damn it. Like 80 hours of Game of Thrones? Hey, that's on you, bro. Oh, man. We out, y'all.